By the way, before you do that, you son of a bitch, you set me up so bad. Uh oh. We went out to lunch one day. We were working on sound effects. And mm. I was like, all right, we're wrapping it up. We're leaving. So, what are you doing this weekend, Mark? Oh, you know, I got stuff to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. I go, yeah, I'm going with Lisa. We're doing Mother's Day at Karen's house. And he goes, Mother's Day? You're going somewhere? And I go, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> My mother's dead. I was like, oh, oh, my God. I just kicked him in the balls and had a fucking donkey kick to the back of the head. Oh, my God. I just didn't know what to say after that. I was like, oh, dude, sorry. Manji, don't buy me nothing because you suck at gift giving. Give me cash. <laughs> that was Mother's Famous Day. Famous last words. Um, so, all you moms out there, we missed you. Happy, Happy Mother's, mother's Day. Day. And all the moms from my friends over here who are no longer with us. We think of you, and we, we, yeah. I didn't know what to say to you guys. It's, it's, it's tough, you know. Your moms aren't here, and they're wonderful women. Mm -hmm. Met them both, except for Mark. I was just wondering, like, who goes to a friend's house for Mother's Day? Like, that's not like a friend. Come on over for dinner on Mother's. That's not like a friend visiting day, you know. Yeah, but when neither one of you. No one cares. Oh. You finally effed it up. See, that's the ghost of their moms there fucking you up. Thank Good you, night. ghost moms. Happy Mommy's Day. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I know. We're getting the audience psyched up for this fucking amazing 31st episode. Right, which is a big blockbuster episode. I Boom. don't know what we're going to be talking about. Do I. We don't have a goddamn clue. <laughs> but I did get the boys some Judas Priest comic books, Woo. which ties into our Judas discussion Priest. about Judas Priest being underappreciated and giving the uh, That A Boy Award by the Rock, Rock and, Roll and Roll Hall of Shame. Finally, they are finally in, huh? Yeah, but not the way I would like them to go in. Well, Ben, how would you like them to go in? <laughs> Through the back door or? Yes. So we Instead should... of giving them an honorary award just to be put in because of everything that they've done uh-huh. to the music industry. <clears throat> well, to heavy metal. Bringing fashion to heavy metal. Wait, wait, wait. Everything they've done to the music industry? Yeah, Rob Halford banged everyone in the music industry. I'm not sure that's what Ben was talking about. Yeah, you know. Ben, why don't you tell us the story? Because I just heard... Judas Priest? All I heard was that Judas Priest is now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I do not know how they got in. So Ben seems to know this. According to Ben, it was a backdoor deal. Yeah, it was... They were like um, an honorary award as opposed to being inducted by... And nominated for and said, yes, we want them in. It's just like, oh, here, let's give them this award for being out for this long. I thought it was because they've been put on before but never won. And finally, so are they, they didn't want to piss in off the, whole, the fan they base are and they in, put them in. They are in. Or did they just receive an award from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, they're in, but an honorary induction type thing. I have to look that one up. Uh, I don't know who it was. Sounds very weird to me. I think it was uh, Paul Esposito that said, that, yeah, they gave him a data boy. And that was a perfect, yes. <clears throat> perfect response. So a metal band that defined the genre, a band that's been around since 1969. Wow. They're still touring. They're still making records. They're still selling out arenas and selling tickets. Why well, selling they tickets? Been... Of course. <laughs> what? Can't sell out arenas unless you sell tickets. Well, shut up. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so what? What was the hesitation? Why did it take so long? And why are now? Why are they going in now? Not as an inductee, but as an honorable uh, mention. I had to put of... my glasses on correctly. Ben's having problems with his protective bag <laughs> mask. He's trying to read something on his phone, but he's having difficulties. He's looking through his mouth hole to read his phone. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you get a lot of bands in in hard rock slash heavy metal that never get any accolades at all. Like, look at the sister group, the, the twin of Judas Priest, which I would say is Iron Maiden. Yeah. Similar kind of underground you know big following they're still selling tickets they're still making music and selling places out they're on tour now you know when are they going to do the judas priest iron here it is so but they don't get any acknowledgement and they've sold millions of records all over the world right judas priest has sold over 50 million uh albums judas priest will be bestowed the Musical Excellence Award by the King and Queen of England when the induction ceremony takes place later this year. Uh, So that's why they're in, because of musical excellence, not because they were 
They've inducted in. Ben, they were just given a special award. They've been given the Montgomery so Burns. So I, I don't, I don't take that ben. as. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? They were inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. like normal. Yeah. And given a musical excellence award on top of that. That's a different story. Yeah, but it is again. a totally different story because you're being. Ow. <laughs> because you're being inducted first. You're being so. You're being so. Go ahead, so. I know you want to throw it in. Ew. Ben always right in the eye. <laughs> that was so bad. You were shooting it in his eye. It's nice. hard to throw a chip. Oh my god! Oh. That's what he said. Well, we really need to clear this up. Well, wait. Can I talk about the award? Because Before we get it's all up an award in yeah. excellence. It's like that Simpsons episode, the Montgomery Bournes, the Montgomery Bournes first annual award in the field of excellence. It's a bullshit made up nonsense yeah. bullshit thing. They deserve better than that. And that's all I have to say about that. But if what? they were inducted and then given this award, that an would award be nice. that not many other people are have gotten yeah i mean i don't know that would be a totally different story dude is this like one of those all right i banged you and i didn't buy you a meal or call you in months so look i'll send you an edible arrangement is it that kind of thing i think so it doesn't make sense though but then the rock and roll to hall of fame doesn't way, make no sense. sense they don't make sense dude i mean some bands that should be in are still not in but dolly parton's in Figure that one out. The fudge. And she didn't even want to go in. She had the the mental ability to say, look, dudes, that's really nice of you guys, but I'm not a rock act. I'm a country yeah. act. But, you know, she qualifies as rock. Why? I don't know. Maybe she wore sparkly clothes. Who knows? She looks pretty glam. So let's get her on. Well, they... And there's nothing wrong with Dolly. She's wonderful, but not a rock person, not a... A rock star person thing. However they, she they formed in Birmingham in 1969. Not Alabama, England, folks. But their big album didn't come until 1980, which was mm. British Steel. You know, British Steel was huge. It's still huge. Yeah, it was, still but Sad Wings of Destiny came before that, and that was a really big album, ben, too. We're talking about, like, the biggest album, the big one. Was that, that a really big album, or was it a big album after It was a big British album. Steel. It was a big album for them after because British Steel made it big. Then, then said Wings of Destiny probably well, was sought no, after. No, it's because Ben likes that album, so it was the biggest album. Don't it was talk uh, shit, Ben. It yeah, was ben, an important album shit. because it was Is a that real, a doggy bed? Dare I say, the real Judas Priest album. It was the their real? first time real together because the band had so many incarnations and so many different members. It was that their they, first time real together. Yeah, so real together. Rock and Roller That's was their real. first, dare I say, album to come out. Dare and, I dare you, Ben. And everybody says it's a mess. It's a horrible album. They say they shouldn't have even done it. Sad Wings of Destiny, I believe, came next, and they said that's what rock and roll should have been. And that has some great songs, some great singing, some unity in a band, and stuff like that. So that's really cool to hear. And, and that's why they wrote the song you, United. Hey, baghead, can you talk into your mic? <laughs> yeah, you uh, fucking it, it's blind so bastard. Hard. Baghead, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> I, I can't see it. Ben, do it comes naturally. Stick your mouth by the protruding object that's in front of your face. <laughs> so, Dave Holland was in the band, but so was Les Binks. Yeah, Les Binks was the drummer. Yeah. It's see, like Spinal Tap, done, all their drummers that they've had. They would have done better if they just had more Binks. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's his cousin, the one who didn't play bass. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Let me just try that again. Let's they were better as a band. <laughs> they had more Binks. More Binks? But not Jar Jar Binks. Never Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is such a douche. Now, Simon Phillips played on which album, Ben? Sin after sin. Was it? Shut up. <laughs> okay. Well, you're reading it. I'm doing it from memory. I'm not was, reading it. Uh -huh. I thought Simon it was Helpless Leather that he was on that album. <laughs> or was that less? Well, Hellbent for Leather, the album. I thought that was Simon Phillips. No, he was on Sin After Sin. Ah, he's awesome. I love Simon Phillips. He is awesome. But even then, on this album, um, Hellbent for Leather, this is more Binks or less Binks? Or Jar Jar? I don't know. I'm going to have to look up the discography. <clears throat> then now, Dave Holland comes into the picture later, and he had a very terrible ending. Musically, he gave lessons to a young lad and tried to uh, have his way with him. Oh, boy. Yep, and he was arrested, and that's the end of him. It's funny, because Tony Iommi was doing some recording, and he used Dave Holland, and once that broke, he ditched the tapes and got somebody else. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a true story. I'm not lying. I don't so lie Les about Banks that shit. was on Stained Class, Killing Machine. Was he on British Steel? No, Dave Holland was on British Steel. Yeah, Steel. all right. And I guess Les Binks might have been. Let me see. Who was on the um, Unleashed in the East? I have no idea. Okay. Because that was a great that live was, album. Was good. That's yeah, one of my favorite Yeah, it's not in the discography albums. probably because it's a live album. Mm. But it just says that Stained Class was the first of three albums to feature Les Binks on the drums. But I don't think he played in order because after that was to Sin, which was Simon Phillips. Ah. Stained Class was also, no, that was the first one. I don't know. But British Steel, I'm pretty sure, was Dave Holland. That was his first album. Mm. <clears throat> That's a, a way to, great way to start off, mm. <laughs> you know, their biggest album. Right, yeah. Until... Um, Screaming for Vengeance, that's the next biggest one. Because it had this the big single. Just like British Steel had two big singles, Breaking right. the Law, mm -hmm. Living After Midnight. And then so almost equated to like ACDC's back had, in black. Which weren't even the best songs no, on the they album. Weren't. Mm -hmm. And personally, if I never heard them again, I'd be okay with it. Sure. But if like this song got so played out. But also breaking the law first video. Mm. Oh my god, that <clears> was so out. funny. But it was with like the, cardboard, cardboard cutout guitars. guitars. Yeah. yeah. I, oh. I bet they look back at that and say, "Oh, that was pretty damn artistic." Not. Yeah, I mean, I think every band does. But Dude. I mean, to see their body of work, to see how long they've been doing it and are still <clears> doing it, you know, with different members, but always making music, always touring. You know, how do you how do you hold them out? You know, it just makes no yeah. sense to me. I mean, this is more the tone that I like. Same album. The title cut. Yeah. Pretty heavy start. I mean, but the other thing was, did you guys know that Robert Plant was a <clears throat> big fan of Judas Priest? No, did not know. Yep. He had them open up for them, for Led Zeppelin. That's right. Before they broke big in the U.S., he, I don't know what the attraction was, 
Um, I guess it's a respect for singers thing that he loved Halford's voice. And then that's another thing we could talk about, how his voice is on everybody's top three in heavy metal. It's oh, yeah. Rob Halford and then whoever else, Dio or, right. you know, Jeff, Jeff Tate, Tate, whoever. Yeah, yeah. You can put in whoever you want, but that number one or number two is always Halford. What yeah. is a great story is, he denies it, he being Rob Halford, is that K.K. Dowling... Dowling? Dowling, like Dowling College. K.K. No, Dowling. Downing. Downing. Like syndrome that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, retarded Americans. Like Downing Abbey. And Ian... Um, yeah. <laughs> Ian Hill? Ian Hill, the, the bassist. Yeah, that's... They claim... They claim that. that they went to Rob Halford's house. This is before... Like in the, the beginning of Judas Priest, right, when they well, were entertaining Hill him. was dating Rob Halford's sister and later married her. And they were entertaining him as a singer, so they go to a the house. They're entertaining and they him as a singer. <clears throat> entertaining the idea that... Oh, okay, thanks, dickless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, I hit Dan right I in the face the with a chip. Story you missed, you cockless bastard. <laughs> He hit you right in your fucking heart. Yeah, the one that's been, you know, surgically removed. He hit you right in your heart surgery with that dick. Hit me in my dead heart. They claimed that they came in and they heard him singing in the shower, harmonizing to... Oh, now you made me forget. (laughs) Doris Day. And to this day, Rob Halford denies that story and... It's just hysterical. He's just like, they bring up that every time, and it's just like, that They bring is that up every time, really? Lie. I didn't do that. When? I uh, know so why I did it. his balls. They're busting my balls. Busting my balls. Busting so my balls. That's why were they walking into his the house and then when he was in the shower? I don't know. They were That's a story. The Maybe they said, hey... We're here. He goes, okay, I'm going to take a quick shower. And he went upstairs and he started harmonizing. Yeah, because that's what most people do. Ding dong. Oh, who's right. there? Come on in, guys. I'm going to go in the shower. I'm well, going to harmonize this sister the door. door day. Fell in love with Ian and tell him, come on in. I have no. to go harmonize. <laughs> I am <laughs> harmonizing at the moment. Do not bother my harmonization. Arnold Schwarzenegger harmonizes with a fucking chainsaw. One of the most distinctive voices in metal, obviously. Yes. Like you said. Beside Mark Zapata. Ronnie James Dio. Oh, yeah. Jeff Tate. Rob Halford. Jeff Tate. What's his name from Iron Maiden? Oh, Bruce 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 Dickinson. The Bruce 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 Dickerson. Brian Johnson. Bruce Dickerson. Yeah, that's another one. Mm -hmm. You can say that. Very distinctive. Very distinctive. But, you know. I mean, Rob Halford, one of the all-time great heavy metal singers. And we There's missed, no like, a ton it. of different singers. I mean... Yeah. No, no, no. Top three, top okay. five. Okay. Yeah, Halford's you got Halford's in there. Halford's yeah. in top three, That's I think. It. Don't even go further. Don't even... Don't even... And he still sounds great. Yeah. And he's, like, 7,000 years old. Can you play rock and roll for me? Okay. Speaking of, Halford was in Metal Lords. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was great in there. Along His with cameo. Tom Morello. Yep. <clears throat> Who else? Kirk Cameron. No, Kirk, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Ben. I was kidding about you having <laughs> syndromes, but. <laughs> and it's Kirk Cameron. Kirk, K I R K. Yeah, just look and at. <laughs> just look at the poster on your wall, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. Oh my God. The guy from uh, Anthrax. Right, Scott Ian. Scott Ian. <clears throat> yeah, uh. Kurt Hammett. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the members of Metallica. 
Yeah, anyway. It's Kirk Hammett. Say it, Ben. Kirk Hammett. Good. Green eggs and Hammett. So now hopefully we will hear Rockarola, which is one of my favorite songs. Is it really? It is, because I did go back after listening to British Steel, then you start to look back in the band's catalog. I came across this record and really enjoyed it because it was really just a heavy rock album. It wasn't really metal. Okay, I'm getting it, folks. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, anytime. It's right here. Okay, okay. 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 I had do, stuff do, queued do, up, two but here weeks you go. later. Really cool riff, too. Ow! That's stuck in my cheek. <laughs> butt cheek? Yeah, in between his cheeks. You uh, That's a new song by Mark Z Drums. In this Columbiana, this Columbiana and Foster's, it's very good. good. It's very good. See, that's why we missed the most important freaking ingredient. Thanks, Andy. It's definitely for yes. The Thank Columbiana. you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. If you see the videos of them playing. The look was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? That late, se- early 70s, yeah. like, hippie look. Before they did the whole leather yeah, thing. Yeah, the bell bottoms and the uh, the blouses. <laughs> yeah, because Rob Halford said that he used to do all these wardrobe changes throughout the show. Uh-huh. Just to try to get a different feel of what felt good. <clears throat> and then one day, now allegedly... There's a lot of allegedly. He didn't go, but... Um, um, Glenn Tipton and oh, oh, DJ geez. Dowling took DJ him. DJ Dowling? <laughs> Holy shit, Ben's inventing new guys in the band. To an SM shop and let him go crazy in there, and he fell in love with all the different leather that they had. Right in it, I got it right in Ben's mouth hole. <laughs> That's what he said. So they were doing the glam thing before uh-huh. the leather thing. Actually, it was the, like the dirty hippie thing that transformed into just... Well, because at that time you had Bowie and you had like... Yeah, right, they, you know, weren't, you had they weren't like that, though. There. They weren't glammy. They weren't glammy? They were pretty bad, like bell bottoms and flowy shirts and hats that, you know, like pimp hats from the 70s. It's super interesting to see bands when they first start out mm-hmm. and to see what they were trying, you know, because you're trying anything. You're trying to figure out what works. Also, you're doing what's going on at that time. If you look at a lot of 80s bands, you see this weird fucking semi-militaristic glittery pirate from fucking hell kind of outfit and everybody's got this intricate, weird modern looking kind of clothes on. It's like, dude, they all went to the same designer for their clothes. I don't know if you see, if you see in that movie the uh, downfall oh, of West Western West civilization. civilization. Yeah, they talk about uh-huh. that. Every band looked the same, and the one that sticks out, the yeah, long, the hair, Queensrÿche, Queensrÿche, Rage for Order. Yeah, that album. It's like, dudes, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, but that was a trend. And if you look at all those albums in the early to mid, late, I don't know, late, late, but I can't talk. Fuck. You see, they all then have don't. that. I won't. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. Be that way. Anyway. Um, this oh, is another yeah. early song that's an awesome song. Thank you. 
Do you want to hear some other members that are? No, we don't. No. Ben. Won the Musical Excellence Award. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Let's hear this. Benji knows. Where did it go? This is uh, Simon Phillips on the drums. That's right. I'm wondering what year this album came out. 1977, shit. So the production is 1977, but it's not that bad. It doesn't sound that dated. Although a lot of songs in that period are definitely... And if you listen to Halford here, he's in a lower register, you know, but he's still got a really great tone, but he's singing a little deeper. But you see how he goes and he's singing in a lower register, then the mid part of that phrase, he goes into a higher register, then he goes into an even higher, and then he comes back down. But it makes it sound like it's very easy for him. What album is this off of? This is off of Sin After After Sin. Sin. Because they started talking about that, that he had that high register, but his lower register wasn't developed, and he started doing it more and more towards... Especially after um, British Steel. Yeah, I mean, he started he building. He'd be singing this up way mm-hmm. higher, you know. But I like, I like the sound of this. You see how it was lower and it just yeah. went up, but yeah, it effortless. was a nice transition. No. Now, if you notice, mm-hmm. I, you know, as a drummer, I can really notice. The extra fills, the bass drum, double bass drum work and stuff. And it made the record stand out even that much more. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show you, Simon Phillips as a drummer, he can do a metal album. And he could do a lot of the, the jazz fusion and stuff that he like normally Jeff does. Like type stuff, you yes. know. Which he did a lot of work with him. And he's just a great overall drummer, and personal opinion. But and I love him yeah. because... He plays giant, oversized Tama drums, no muffling whatsoever, big, clear, resonant heads, and he tunes them so perfectly I remember that watching they sound amazing. A video he made about a brand new drum set setting it up. You see him jumping up and down on a bass drum to get the head stretched out. Not that the guy's big, he weighs like yeah. six pounds, but it was fucking ridiculous watching him. It's funny. Yeah, but also, I, I watched that same video. Yeah. People do whatever it takes to get to where they got to get to. And it was funny because somebody had brought up um, musicians in our generation. You didn't have YouTube. You didn't have money to go get your guitar fucking fixed or refretted or anything. So you had to make do or you had to experiment. And you learned. How about drums? The way you did your drums. Yeah. So explain, Lucy. Well, he also had a part in his video when he was talking about um, how he tunes his floor toms. And he did this trick where he took the legs and he inverted them. So you didn't have that bump out where the foot is. Um, I think he turned them upside down so they just came straight down to the ground. And the drum sounded totally different. Wow. Just from that. And he was like explaining why that is and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's just crazy. Speaking of drums, you still here? Yeah. Speaking <clears throat> of drums, before you get into it, Ben. Why? What did I do with drums? Travis, painkiller. 
paint what, color, what? man. Used to uh, stripe your drums, put different coverings on them and stuff, different yeah. heads. As a kid, you're always experimenting. Yeah. Whereas now, you wouldn't touch the finish of a nice drum set. You wouldn't fuck that up. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I remember playing had some white <clears throat> drums and I had some black drums. And I figured if I striped them all the same way, they'd all look the same and it would look like a complete set, which it did. I remember playing a show and there was a blue drum kit. Mm -hmm. I just remember a blue drum kit and I was like, oh my God, this thing is horrible. Beaten to crap and everything. And then it's our time to get on. From walk behind the kit, he starts playing around, tuning it, and I was just like, it's a totally different drum kit. Yeah. I was just like, holy crap. I'm, I'm pretty sure I turned to you and I said, damn, dude. Wow. What the hell are, did are you, you do? That like, was really great. Yeah, I'm just, Mark, you know. why don't you lift your ball sack so we can get the other side? Oh, a little more to the left, Ben. But uh, just to let you know that, you know, tuning and, 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 and just playing around with the <laughs> equipment well, true. Just, yeah. can make a world of difference. We and we had talked about. We played a show years ago with that band. And the drummer in the band was letting the other bands use his drums. I remember he, that. He got a brand new drum set. Goes, oh, wait, you tell the story. <laughs> this is great. And we get up and we played our set. And I come off the stage and he comes up to me and he goes, Man, I, how come I can't get those drums to sound like that? And we look at each other and he says, Oh, yeah. I, was like, I don't know. Because you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, but we were, we were saying that because like, you, you know, suck, dude. And, the, and not too long ago, I get to the club, my bass player calls me up. He's like, these drums are shot, dude. And I get in there and I look at the drums. I'm like, dude, they're fine. Yeah, they didn't look like much, but they were sound and the drum mm -hmm. heads were okay. And I had no problem playing them. We went with Ben, myself, and Al to RD8, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the drum set looked like dog shit. It had like piles of duct tape on the heads. You play it, it sounded great. Yep. Yeah. Appearances don't mean shit. It's what it sounds like. You gotta tunes know, it, you know. Yeah, you got to know how to work them. And now we're talking heavily into drums, and I just always distinctively can hear Alex Van Halen's drums. Oh, yeah. They were higher pitched than other mm -hmm. people's. They get bottoms that were like lower and just full. Yep. Every drummer has their own tone, just like every guitar player has their own tone. Bass players, eh, but really. <laughs> and that's what? why whenever I talk to my students, I always tell them when I when I get to the part where I'm teaching them how to tune, I said, this is your voice. Yeah. How you tune your drums, how you decide you want your drums to sound is unique to you, and this is your voice. We played that place that is no longer there. Remember the guy who died? One of our first shows. Grizzlies? Yeah. That drum set felt and sounded like wet paper bags. <laughs> right. yeah. That drum set was horrible. And that was that other guy's drum set. Oh, wow. Remember from the other band? Yeah. It was his drum set. And they were terrible, man. I'm like, don't you change these heads every once in a while, bro? No, because I them forever. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing. You have to put the investment in. But anyway... We're digressing mm -hmm. so far away from Judas Priest. It's like never changing your strings on your guitar. Some guys like to have, have to. some guys like that mucky, disgusting, yeah. semi-rusted, mm -hmm. sweaty guitar string thing. It was funny because Labretti, when he was here on the podcast, he mm -hmm. told me, he's like, I wanted to bring up that story 
about when I opened my guitar case. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the same broken string that I had the week before <laughs> <Yeah>. practice. <laughs> he was just like, oh, guys, I can't wait to play, man. I've been practicing all week. Oh, this is going to be great. He opens up and goes, ah, shit. <laughs> got to put so the string on. He never even touched his guitar that whole day. <laughs> ah, broken yeah, string. mine, guys. Wow. He's like, I didn't want to bring it up when you guys have to tear me apart. <laughs> Speaking of tearing apart, segues into the next thing. We're planning on doing a couple of quick covers of some Judas Priest songs. Because when we were starting out, just yeah. like every band in the universe that played metal, what band did you play? No. Judas Priest. Priest. No, no, not, no. Judas Priest. Come on. You ask anybody and everybody, name three bands. Oh, Judas Priest and Black Sabbath or Judas Priest, Van Halen, or, you know, whatever. But no. always Priest. And the great thing I loved about that... Off of British Steel. Yeah. yeah. British Steel was the first, like, introduction to it. I hate to say it. It was easy, but one guitar player could do the songs. Although it sounded nice and full with two. I never played any Priest songs except for one in Killjoy with Tiny with two guitar players. Right. Always one. But what song you was can that? do it. What, what do we do? Um, Rapid, Rapid Fire? Fire, that's right. Oh, wow, yeah. Yep. And again, that's one of the better songs on that, on that uh, British record. it doesn't record. see the light of day, you know? No. But anyway, so Steeler, yeah. Metal Gods, Grinder. That's one of my favorite things. Two guitar players in a band that work together for the sake of the song. Best thing. Excuse me. They complement each other. Absolutely. Just like the guys in Iron Maiden. Every couple of years, they add another guitar player, so they have three now. Really? Yeah. Hans wow. Christian Andersen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other two guys? Uh, Adrian Brody? A no. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Brody? Isn't he an actor? A yeah, he is, Ben. He is. He's an actor. An actor. But, you know, it goes to show. These are our roots. So what do you think, Ben? Explain to us why you're hesitant to go on YouTube. I'm hesitant to go on YouTube because... <coughs> if you suck. Probably. You know, ben, I got to sing the song, and I'm not going to sing anything What's like Judas difference? Priest, like Rob Halford. You're not. So, nobody's <clears throat> Rob Halford. Ben, accept it. Except for him. You know, but... All right. We'll put it up there. Shot. Who cares, Ben? At this point in your life, Mark always it's says... It's not that... It's no just, one cares. Right, but it. I'm just saying, who cares what anybody thinks? Because, like we were saying before, there's You're trolls. trying to promote a show, and now you're going to have something horrible out there, and people are like, I'm not going to listen to that podcast. If this is how they're performing a song, that are you, sucks. What are you saying? That Mark and I suck, and you're the fucking draw? I'm just... Get the fuck out of the house, bitch. Right, forget it. No, no, I'm not going to forget shit. it. He's saying we suck. He's yeah, saying we're going to suck. Yeah, he just suck. said it. He goes, I, I don't worry about my performance. It's you two hacks. Meanwhile, back at the talent house. <laughs> That's some attitude you got, Ben. I know. Ben's He's like, so fucking... oh, we're going to put something horrible up. It's going to be horrible. We're not going to put anything up horrible. You just, you we know. Put you, we let you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that's why it's wearing the bag. <laughs> he doesn't want to be associated with us. So, Mark, the truth comes out. Ben's head is bigger than the bag. Yes. It's, and ben, ben says he's over COVID, but he's not over his full-blown AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had brain damage as a result pandemic. from COVID. His ego swelled up. <laughs> it's out of control. 
So he's had COVID for 30 episodes of the podcast? <laughs> and the 31st, he finally found a cure. He's had COVID brain for 30 episodes. <laughs> it's inflamed. <laughs> it's engorged. It's like that Prince tribute band. Enormous Prince. Enormous Ben's head. <laughs> so I was saying to Dan that to serve you right, I'd bring down a camera or even my phone, set it up. We'd play a song and... I would say to you, listen, we're going to record this, we'll edit it, and we'll put up the best version, and then I would just live stream it. <laughs> just to bust your balls. Right, without you knowing it. And then at the end, it'd be like, yeah, we're on live stream right now. <laughs> no, but that wouldn't be fair to Ben, because he has to think about his musical legacy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He is a talent. Well, I will say this. I'm like Corey Taylor, working with... Machine Gun Kelly at this point. Mm -hmm. Wait. So I have to be careful what I put out there for my fans because people are going to look at this trying to see what I'm doing. So Yeah, but you believe enough in yourself that your ability will carry through no matter what cluster happens. Same with me. I believe the same thing. Ben has doubts. You cannot doubt yourself, Ben. But to Ben's point, without any rehearsal whatsoever, it might be funny. Yeah, but, but it we probably won't that. be very good. No, but we wouldn't do that. We rehearse a few times at least, and then <laughs> yeah, maybe two. twice. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, did you change your strings? We would let the muscle memory take yeah, over. Dude, you'd be surprised. Yeah, of course. I know this song inside and out. I don't know about Ben, but he, he's kind of oh, lost. I remember some of it. Let's <clears throat> give Ben some time. Yeah. To this is a tough week for Ben. Sing the song. We don't even have to have Ben play and sing. We can find a bass player. They're a dime a dozen more. <laughs> they really are. Ben Halford. And a singer. And a singer. We can get that. And then Ben could just ride our coattails. Like shake the tambourine. Does. Ben won't be a no, ben. ben will fuck up the tambourine. And a one. And a two. And a one, two, three. Ah, I can't one, do two, it. One, two, three hoops. I <laughs> can't. No, Ben, it's not that we're busting your balls, but we understand it's a tough week for you. You're getting back to being out. You have a show on Friday. Where, Ben? We are playing at Bartini's. What's the name of your Friday band? Friday the 13th. A massacre night. We are Reign of Angels. And you don't want to tarnish the Angels' name by playing a song with your good buddies who you've known for 40 years who were probably, like, awesome musicians, mm-hmm. but, you know. If when we rehearse and we feel good take- doing it, Friday the 13th. Oh, I can't make it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're, we're going to be practicing the songs, right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> can't make it. I have band practice that night. Yeah. Yeah. What? What's the name of your band? The, uh, the Lady Dracula? Podcast, Lady Dracula. Lady band. Dracula. Lady Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Who so knows? That, so that'll be a, a, a part or a component of our tribute to Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and then hopefully we'll, we will get a little more clarity on what exactly is going on how they've been inducted and the whole procedure, if it's different than other bands or if they're getting an award in addition to their induction, Mm -hmm. we'll figure all of that out. Now, I was thinking of an intro song for Ben and for his uh, medical minute, and this artist came to mind. Ben, do you know who this is? Not a clue. You're a fucking hack. This is Steve Hackett, you douche. Oh, I'm mean, listening. What? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know every single song he Dude, does. This and is you one can of put a drop of, a, drop of a note. 
Be a fucking musician uh, for once in your life. Oh, I know every Genesis song. I know every fucking fart that Phil Collins ever had. Uh, Steve Hackett, I, I, I've seen his hair grow from little, 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 little tiny follicle to purely down to his knees. I know everything. Ben didn't watch the Grammys because he was out watching Steve, Steve Hackney. Steve Hackney. Steve Hackney. <laughs> his, his guy, his yeah, man. And this is Steve, Steve Hackney. Okay, I know this song now. Oh, now you know it. I yeah, because know. I know the vocal part. Oh, I didn't know the intro. Welcome to Name I'm Tune. I knew that intro. That one yeah, of the most famous the rock intros. Oh, yeah. It is. Dude, it is. Ben doesn't know shit about his favorite guitar playing guy. You must be a guitar person. <laughs> it's Mangy's musical moment. I've been practicing my whole life to be a bass playing person. <laughs> But my hooves get caught on the neck. Guys are ass. No, an ass is a relative of a donkey. A burro. So, Ben, I think that I can't use this song now. You ruined it. You ruined it. It's a great song, regardless of who it's I by. I don't know Steve Hackett's entire repertoire. I'm but sorry. It's one of his it's biggest his Genesis songs. songs that I know. It's like Moist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sing along with Moist. He knows all the songs. All right, podcast over. Yabba-dabba-doo, I'm Ben and I know more than you. La, 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 yabba-dabba-dabba-doo. <laughs> I am Ben and I know more than you. yabba bunch do. Ben's ready to walk out on the pad podcast. <laughs> on the pad <laughs> on the pad Get the fuck out, Ben. If you're going to fail on the podcast, get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, he killed the bag. Oh, he threw the headphones. He's leaving. He's walking off. He's walking oh, off the show. Ben's walking off the His show. His diaper is in a bunch. Oh, you want this now? Don't break the headphones. I bought those, you fucking communist. Anyway, we miss. Dudes, we miss Cinco de Mayo. You think we're afraid? You think we're afraid? Anyone, Ben could beat. Ben could beat better. <laughs> because you're seven feet tall, you think we're afraid? Better be. <laughs> I'm afraid of Ben. Dude, he killed you in many of your dreams, Mark. You should be afraid. No, he never killed me. He always tried to, but he never did. Because he was merciful. <laughs> Speaking of being merciful, guys, we missed Cinco de Mayo. Fucking Rafajo's good, man. All right, well, let's celebrate it right now with some yeah. Rafajo. This one's for you, Benji. You've always quoted this song whenever you talk about Hispanics. <clears throat> Just emptied this giant Foster's oil can mm, oil. and mixed it with Rafajo. I mean, mixed it with Colombiana. And we almost threw this two-liter bottle of Colombiana. Yeah. It sounds like my brother Paul. Very good. Now, a little background on the Colombiana. She's about five foot four. Please. Five and a half servings per container, 12, 12 fluid ounce serving size, 150 calories per serving. No fat, no saturated fat, no trans fats. 20 milligrams of sodium, 38 grams of total carbs, 38 grams of total sugars, zero protein. It's pretty much a soda, a cola. But it's got a nice, different kind of flavor. What would you say the flavor is? I don't know. It's like a sweet caramel. Yeah, it's like caramelly type. Maybe yeah. Maybe a little bit of a caramel. Like a little melly mel. Oh, Ben's back on the podcast. Oh, hi Ben. How are you? Welcome back. How was your solo podcast? Thanks. Thanks, It must have been really good. 
Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for coming Through back. You all. My dog was a better fucking podcaster. She, at least she had the decency to go shit outside. To throw shit fit in front of us. Bitch. Ben, why are you so angry? No you know, comment. Frustrated. I, I can't you. seem to get an answer on what is the difference between being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and musical excellence. Look up the Montgomery Burns <laughs> Award for Excellence in the Field of Excellence. And it's the same thing, Ben. You'll see Judas Priest there. Well, maybe I should look for this information since I have some experience with musical excellence. What, avoiding it? Oh, uh, yeah. Don't forget that one time that they were going to be put up for. Thanks for your consideration. Very much for your consideration. Killjoy was being considered for nomination but for Best Metal Performance category of the Grammy Awards. Thank you very much. What country? The Ukrainian Grammys? No. Come on. Really? We want some bombastic, romantic, fantastic lover. Oh, hell yeah. It's Shaggy. And I bet you Shaggy is now in the Rock and Roll Hall oh, yeah. of Fame. He's probably been. been for 10 years. And he's won award after award after award. The special inductee for excellence in the field of excellence. But I think, you know, I mean, I think the Hall of Fame is similar to the Grammys and everything else yeah. that, um, that have decided that they are the arbiters of what's good in music. And just like the Grammys, the most popular people are going to go in. The most popular people are, are going to get these awards. And no matter what genre you are, you're going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Years and years ago, they started that shit where they were calling Madonna Rock and Roll. They were calling uh, Michael Jackson Rock and Roll because of MTV. Everything became Rock and Roll. So the lines got blurred and, you know, there's no real distinction between genres anymore when it comes to award shows or the Hall of Fame. Yep. And that's my rant. That's okay because, but, like right. Ben said, it's a popularity contest. So here's the actual verbiage, if you will. Judas Priest are confirmed as inductees into this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame alongside Eminem, Dolly Parton, and Duran Duran. Judas Priest will finally be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on uh, the 23 years after they first uh, became uh, eligible. The metal icons will receive the Musical Excellence Award. That's all they say. Wait, read that last part after Bikayim. <laughs> Judas Priest will finally be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 23 years after the first being eligible. The metal icons will receive the Musical Excellence Award at this year's event held on November 5th, 2022, at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Lachaim. 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 See, I, now I think I'm going to call you out on, on making a, a mountain out of a molehill because it sounds like they're inducted and they're getting an award. No. So that's actually. I don't interpret it that way. I say they're being inducted because they're receiving this award. Mm. I think that's it, why I think it's. Like a, that. That's the way I interpret it, no? Ben, I have to agree with you, kind 
kind of in a way. Mm. I think it's just getting like, an award and being inducted at the same time. I, I don't look at it that way. And they're getting an award, so that's actually better than just being inducted. Yeah, no, I, think it's I look a, at it the other way. I think I if it, giving them an, a musical excellence award will induct them into the Hall of Fame. I think those are two separate things. Okay, it's just like this. Here you go. You get a participation award, and then now you're inducted into this whole thing. That mm. I feel. That's how I interpret it. It's almost I, like a slap I, in I your agree face. With ben, because he's got sharp scissors on his end of the table here in the bunker, know. and I'm not wearing my scissor-proof outfit. I usually do. I yeah, better keep ben, those away. Could you? I'm sorry. Could you please read that again, just so sure, sure, sure. clarity? Okay, I'm going to read it the way I interpret it, and then I'm going to read it. Why don't you just read it? <laughs> I'm doing interpretive. <laughs> interpretive <laughs> dance. He, he's inter interpreting in Russian. And here we go. Judas Priest. <laughs> Ouch. Who cares about your fucking interpretation? <laughs> oh. Yikes. All right. All right. Judas Priest are confirmed as inductees into this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There you go. Okay. Right. But. Mm -hmm. um, the metal icons will receive the musical excellence award. So it's not like they're saying they were inducted, they were chosen. They were they will be inducted this year. Yes. Then they will receive the musical excellence award. Two different things, two separate things. They're inducted for no, and they're getting an it's award because for excellence. It's the reason they're being inducted know. is because of that award, not not being inducted and I getting that reward. Maybe an argument can be made that they're being inducted and as a makeup for so long I think they're that's not more being inducted. It, no, I, I, I think it's the other way around. I, I have to agree with both of you. Mm, yeah, because I don't really down. give a yeah. shit. Because this phone's the going airborne right at Good. you. I don't give a fuck what the Hall of Fame How about so it we says leave it, it does. We leave it up to the friends. Of the Drinking with Friends podcast with idea. Ben and Hello. Mark. Yeah, that sounds good. After you listen to the podcast, please visit our page on Facebook, and we'll have a post up there, and then you can comment on what you think, what's your interpretation of Judas Priest being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Is it because of an award, or are they receiving this award on top of their induction? So you're saying it could be like a pity prize. That's what I think. Me too. It could it, be, it, but I don't think that's the reason for their induction. my soul. I just think it's like, here, we're going to give you a Musical Excellence Award because you should have been in the Hall of Fame 20 years ago. Well, you know, with bands like, um, I guess, like this. But why? What did it say? 20-something years after they were eligible. Yeah, after I'm eligible. This is another Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee band. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Okay. Who else is on that list? Let's. You, you could you could make an argument that this is rock and roll, but new wave Eminem's not rock and roll. Dolly Parton is certainly not rock and roll. She's a country artist at best. Yeah. Very talented. Love the woman. She's an entertainer. She's multifaceted, but she's not a rock artist. No. And she made no. Yeah. And good for her not to just take exactly. the induction and the award, but make it clear that she's not comfortable with it. Yeah, but she was honest to the the hall and honest to herself that I am not a rock star. I'm not a rock person. I'm a rock playing person. Yeah. 
And my shorts should go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Dude. before. Yeah, definitely. But then we got Eminem. Either you let me into the Hall of Fame or I'll bust the cabbie ass. Guess who's back? Yeah, exactly. Back again. What the fuck are you doing, bitch? Also, um, I heard that Cup Cocky also was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Wood knows. Ben Wood knows. Is that like a yoga position? Okay, now. Now we're facing dog. Ben Wood knows. That dude's dick was smaller than her toes. That's why she went for Squidward's nose. That poor dude, man. Holy shit. So, Judas Priest... We're big fans. We grew up on yeah. them. They did. They changed music. Yes. I mean, they changed heavy metal. Yes. They 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 furthered the progress of heavy metal from. They kind of took maybe the baton from Black Sabbath, as Black Sabbath started the heavy metal genre, and Judas Priest was kind of in on it on the ground floor as well. Yep. Aren't they also known as the grandfathers of heavy metal, or is yeah. that Sabbath? No, Sabbath is the the fathers of heavy metal. You could say that the hmm. that priest is like the distant cousin's uncle of heavy yeah. metal, or the stepfather, depending. But there is a documentary. Let me see if I have it written down in my notes. A documentary. 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 About. About what? Oh yeah, the making of Paranoid. Wow. It might mm-hmm. be on Netflix, but it's a doc. Yeah, it is on Netflix. 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 It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's the making of Paranoid. But a buddy of mine said it was a great documentary. Because they mm-hmm. got into the origins of Black Sabbath and, you know, how heavy metal started, how they yeah. changed music. They changed the landscape of music mm-hmm. forever. Isn't it cool when you Which is pretty amazing. can create <clears throat> a, an entirely different style of music? Yeah, it's really, really cool. And I, I hate to bring yeah. it up, but like, like you that time that I created rap. Yes, <laughs> in New Zealand. I know. I thought you created crap. I did yeah. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben's angry. No, topic. Mark's 10. thinking about his health. Dan just doesn't care. I'm not thinking about my health. I don't give a fuck about my health. There you go. Good boy. I'm healthy as a horse. I know. He also banged one, too. <laughs> Yeah, and why am I able to? Because I'm healthy as well. Because you got Squidward nose. You should get a tattoo of Squidward nose, yo. <laughs> this could be the shortest podcast, and I could, <laughs> tack on that, I could tack on that 20 minutes that Dan and I did while Ben was on his deathbed. Oh, yeah. We were telling it like it is. We were eulogizing Ben because we thought he was close to death. Yeah. And Vicky kept calling in during our eulogy <laughs> of Benji. But now he's here. But uh, And everyone has a frown. There was he made it. a song. A song. A song <laughs> by Black Sabbath. I don't know Shut if it was the Paranoid it's album. He said it's a song. That was really. Hello, it's a song. You're right. Unexpected. Corrosion of Conformity. How proud this of had to do this with Ben's wounds, dude. Get it? Feel my wounds? Ben? There's a theme here. 
Pedro. Okay, let me. I'm trying to find something. Holy crap! Oh, well, you gotta be like that, man. Because we have dead air. Because you're on your phone. You were just oh, oh, talking. Oh my God! You, you were just talking. You were just bringing up. Me? But you were talking. Is, you were bringing up a thing. I'm, I'm saying I'm looking for something right now. I'm looking for a song. This is a descriptive song for Ben. Uh-huh. How long is Ben going to take to realize his mic is off? Uh, oh. uh, is it off? I can't, I can't hear myself. I don't know if I can hear myself. It's on because it's also entertaining. Oh, man. Look at him. He just scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. It's for the it's for the podcast. Where God. is it? Where is it? This Steve Hackett. There's a song. Mama. Oh, that's right. Ben's there it is. For a Black Sabbath song. Planet Caravan. Oh, dude, that's a song everybody knows. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Parrot. Obviously. Parrot. Play it, please. Did you say Parrot Caravan? Planet Caravan. <laughs> Parrots in a van. Oh, take me. Parrots in a van. Spanish Caravan. Yes, I know you can. You can. Like a toucan. You too can. I'm sad now. If I was to just hear this, I would never, ever guess that this was Black Sabbath. That's the beauty of Black Sabbath. They combined a heavy metal. They created heavy mm-hmm. metal, but they were very blues-based, right? Jazz-based. And well, they when combined you say jazz-based, Geezer Butler, big jazz mm-hmm. player, but also Bill Ward. Bill Ward. Great jazz drummer, yes. you know. He put, they put so much groove into heavy metal. It was awesome. But then all the riffs and all the grooves—that's what it was. It wasn't speed, flash, playing. All no, these, it, they got a groove, and then they built on the riff or, or the chord changes. Yeah. But there was a groove. It was it was groove metal, but they tuned. the uh, Colombian sauce, Colombiana. Please. Yes, thank you, Ben. Welcome. They Ben Sandoval, <coughs> gentlemen, their guitars and down, mm. and also very angry. And mm. why did they tune their guitars down? Why did why did Tony tune his guitar down? Well, I can think of two reasons why. Okay, One, ben. vocal range. Nope. nope. But if I, you're wrong. Well, you got to jump in there. I was going to say it's probably not it because Ozzy has That's a great voice. It. What else? The Just, real, there's a real reason. This is not speculation. Is the dirty tone that you can get once you start getting lower. That's the only thing I think I can think of. Nope. He has a missing finger. So maybe you don't know the story. <laughs> I don't know the story. You've got to watch The Making of Paranoid, and you will hear all about the fact that Tony Iommi left work for lunch, went home to tell his mom that he got offered a job at a band with a band to go on tour. And I remember that. Said, go back, go back to work. Finish the yeah. day's you work. have to finish the day's work. That's the way you do it. He went back. They asked him to fill in on a machine that he was not comfortable with or not used to working on because somebody called out sick, and he ended up cutting the tips of his fingers off. Now, it was his right hand because he was a left-handed guitar player, so it was his his uh, fingering hand. And what he ended up doing was, after he got over the fact that I'm never going to play guitar again, he, what did he do, melted bottle caps onto his fingertips or something like that? Yes, he did. He went to Minji's not, not bottle, bottle Capping Company. Yes. He went to Benji, Benji, <laughs> Minji's Bottle Capping Company. <laughs> Minji, I need, <clears throat> Minji, I need to... 
get some fingertips. Can you help me? It's got to be an English accent, me and she. And he, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I shut up my own mic. And uh, <laughs> in order for him to be able to press down on the strings, he down to oh, his strings. So okay, I remember that. And as a byproduct, it gave him a heavier That's right. tone, deeper, uh, heavier. So it wasn't like he was like, oh, I wonder what this sounds like. I he wonder was like, this if is going Ozzy's to help me play voice, easier. And if I tune down a notch or two, maybe. Yeah, Ozzy it wasn't would, that. No, it was from necessity. You know, and then he went on, so from suffering that setback, a guitar mm. player getting ready to go on tour with the band cuts his tips of his fingers off. Ouch. He doesn't just go away. He figures out a way to play his instrument. Then he modifies the tuning of his instrument. He puts things on his fingers so he can still play. He learns how to play that way. Then he changes the face of music mm -hmm. forever. But isn't that great? Out of necessity, the big change. Just like that guy who played that thing. Yeah, and then that, that guy thing who played that thing. Yeah. Just like the that drummer guy. Rick Allen in Dead Leopard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? He Absolutely. loses his arm. He could have given it up. I mean, he wasn't that great of a drummer. And he's better with no arm, believe it or not. And he dedicated himself yes. to playing. And the band supported him yeah. in that. Where they were like, we're not going to get another drummer. You're our drummer. Yeah. So they you know? forced that bitch to learn. And they and It's they not allowed. like he was, he was part of, you know, what group would throw him out on his ass? In two yeah. seconds. <clears throat> but that's the way. I think nowadays he probably would have lost his job. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, back dude. back then, it was like these guys grew up together. Yeah. You know? They were friends. They were and that's friends. another aspect of bands. You don't see that a lot. No. Because there's no, like, common background. It's just like, oh, this guy's a good guy. He auditioned, and yeah, he fit. It's, he more, it's more business now. Yeah. You know, the, the management goes and you know gathers these names up and then they might audition for the band mm -hmm. but the management's the one <clears throat> that's going out there and finding these people it's not like it used to be you know oh i know Very this true. guy he's a friend of my cousin and you know he's in he lives in the same neighborhood as as we do and yeah why don't you bring him down you know that's the way it used to be absolutely now it's just let's put an ad out whoever you know and it, the guy could be from all over the world mm -hmm. i mean look at uh skid row Right? They just recorded a new album with a new singer. I don't think he's very good. But anyway. A lot of people like him. Not, he's no Sebastian Bach. But anyway. Yeah. Who, but who really is? No. But right. this guy was doing covers. And I think 18 years ago or some shit, he was doing, he was doing you know, 18 in life on YouTube or something. And they, they found him that way. And they asked him. But he's from, was he from Sweden or something? Hmm. So, you know, that's, that's the way it is now. Anybody from any part of the world, if you're if you're talented and you have a YouTube video, you know. <laughs> Speaking of vocalists. I love his voice. So there are similarities with I guess the visual when it comes to Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. And during the 80s, there was a big, like, rivalry, I would say. But now... And they're from the same part of the world. Yes. An undisclosed location right next door to the bunker. But anyway, that's another double guitar lineup with a great yes. singer. You know, so I love that stuff. Look at this. 
McGillicuddy's? Oh, my God. You remember that? Yeah. Dr. McGillicuddy's? We used to oh, drink yeah. Dr. McGillicuddy's. We'd throw it in the freezer, and this shit would be, like, oh. syrupy. Yes. It was delicious, and we'd get rocked. We'd drink a whole bottle or two, whatever, with beer, and hammered. And it was some of the funniest shit, because you don't realize... Now, what was Dr. McGillicuddy's? Was methylated like schnapps. Yeah, it's like a... a, it's sh- a, a methylated schnapps. Yeah, I remember menthol. that, because I could okay. read the fucking label. Mm-hmm. Is it a cigarette? A methylated yeah. cigarette? No, it's methylated schnapps. Nice. I wonder yeah. if they still make that shit. Apparently they do, because wow. it's in this recipe. That's the next thing. Yes, we are evolving now. We just put more chromosome mix in with Ben's blood. Nice. We're going to see what happens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> The show is evolving. <laughs> oh, my pants are getting too tight. It's evolving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Men can give birth now, Ben. Get with it. Ben's birthing. <laughs> so when Ben got COVID, apparently he lost his sense of smell, which means that 50% of the Earth's smell <laughs> is now gone. I thought it enhanced his, his sense of smell. No, it enhanced the way he smells. Because <laughs> he really stinks. No, I didn't lose any sense of smell. Thank but God. you lost your sense. Yes. <laughs> your I just had a nasty sense. fever for one night, and, and I was, no. No, all I'm good. Cares. Wait, what? All good. Vicky lost her taste, though. Her <laughs> taste for men. When she married me. <laughs> her taste for men and Ben. <laughs> Dan, can you please play another great, very, very underrated singer? Who would that be? Graham Bonham. Graham Bonnet? Graham Bonham. <laughs> With Blue Barionic. Alcatraz, bro. Yeah, Alcatraz. dude. An Alcatraz or a rainbow song? Ah, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Dude. That goes I'm, back. That goes yeah, back, bro. dude. Ingve's first. And I will, <clears throat> as we're playing this, I will. Are you going to sing along? No, but I will share a little something. Uh-oh. That is going to really tie into what we're doing here on the show. Okay. Do you want to hear Hiroshima Mon Amor? Yes, I'd love to hear That's that. That's a I love that song. So you're going to be playing with Ingve? Is I'm drummer? going to be playing with Ingve. Mm. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Why? I'm going to become Ingve's guitar tech. <clears throat> no, it's not oh. true. I got Ben. Yeah, yeah that's what? Yeah. Ben got yeah. hard. Because I'm starting to follow Phil XXX, X. and I think he's uh, playing with Ingve. Uh, so it's just like, holy crap, that, that guy is awesome. Yeah. Phil. Yeah. Not I'm Bill, not a huge Phil. Yeah. King's uh, X. Ingve uh, fan, but I grooved that guy, Phil XXX. Yeah, man. I mean, I should be. But anyway. So. Over the weekend, I visited a distillery. Mm, do tell, do tell. Right here in the undisclosed location. It's Nero's? It is. Wow. Mm. It's in Pishol. It's in the patch. We'll call yes, it the patch. It's in the patch. Yes. Um, it's called Better Man Distillery. I thought that was Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. <clears throat> no. Better by me, better by you. They are inhabiting the building that was once inhabited by ghosts, by Blue Point Brewery. Brewery. Yeah. 
So now Blue Point has this gigantic, has that gigantic right, right. So they're in, oh, they're on actually Main Street. It's enormous. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So this place is in the building that used to be um, occupied by Blue Point, and they've been around for a couple of years. I'll tell you what, we did a tour. Me and a friend. It was twenty bucks a piece, and they spent a couple of hours. Wow! Showing us all the equipment, walking us through the pop process. We also went to the barrel room. We saw where they're mm, storing barrels. their, you know, where the barrels are aging. They had some whiskey being aged in wine barrels. Oh! Some the themselves were red from the wine. Really, really cool. Oh, because usually. I've only seen wines aged in whiskey or bourbon or rum barrels. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's well, pretty cool. We talked about that, or they told us about how they now use their barrels, because the bourbon barrels are only allowed to be used once, which is why you're seeing a lot of beers aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, because you're selling them fast. A lot of beers aged in bourbon barrels. Beers, beers aged, aged in bourbon, bourbon barrels. Bourbon barrel. And what wine aged in, in, in bourbon barrels. Bourbon barrel. Because <laughs> you can't use it for bourbon again. That refreshing. Why? So it's just a rule of bourbon. Does it affect it's just the, the way you make it? Or yeah, and and there are certain rules. Like it has yeah. to be made a certain way. Mm -hmm. It has to be a certain proof. Um, it has to be made from a certain grain, mm -hmm. and it has to be made in the United States. Now, for a while, Kentucky was trying to claim that they had, you know, bourbon can only be called bourbon. If, if it was Kentucky made in Kentucky, bourbon. right. Ah. Um, but that was squashed because that's not true. Because apparently the origin of bourbon might have been like Virginia or something. Hmm. So, Makes sense because it's mm -hmm. one of the original colonies. They're making their own bourbon. Yeah, why not? So it was really, really cool. They showed us the equipment. I mean, this thing is tremendous. But their capacity. That's what she said. Mm, that is what she said. Thank Their you. capacity is not even that big at this point. Right? So the, what do you mean? That they have. Well, what they can produce. Okay. Um, they don't have the capacity right now, uh, even with this gigantic equipment. So I couldn't imagine what, like a like a, a Jack Daniels, Daniels right, 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 at, what their equipment might look like. But they were really, really cool people, very knowledgeable about the product. We were able to taste their whiskeys, their gins, their vodkas. Mm. They had about four different uh, flavored gins that were all very, very different. Okay. So really, really interesting. They had some really good bourbon. And um, it was overall a really cool thing because then we did a tasting. We went back into the bar area and we had dinner. And um, this was a really, really cool day. So I'd really like to go back there and get more information from them and maybe, you know, include it on a future podcast or something like that. That sounds really good. <coughs> Is vodka made from potatoes? Not was that there. something? Not there? Oh, okay. <clears throat> I know in uh, out east. Yeah. Right by here, right? They mm -hmm. make it from LIV, it. I think, the yeah. Long Island vodka. You're right. Yeah. No, um, I don't remember what they make their vodka out of. But it was really interesting. They they gave us a taste. I forget what it was called. But it's like the alcohol that they get before they further process it and it's like so this it's, pure alcohol it's almost so like moon, green moonshine alcohol, then. sort of yeah so it's like in the process it's like from the mash yes yes and that was pretty pretty outrageous but it was it didn't burn oh that was dude. one of the things we went to the jack daniels distillery and mm -hmm. the guys they're like all right 
You have to be very careful because when we open this up, because we're going to open up this big vat, you're going to get an example of the fermentation process. So he opens one vat and everybody's like four or five feet away from the opening, opens it up and everybody's eyes were like, oh shit. Fucking nasty. I mean, your lungs burned. Mm. And some lady who was close, he goes, you got to step back a little. She's being an ass, thinking mm -hmm. she's going to get a free drink or something. She got it. Oh, boy, did she get it. So she's coughing and hacking. And he goes, all right, earlier in the process, we have another vat. It's only uh, maybe two or three weeks in. He opened it up. It wasn't as savage. But right. still, dude, that shit is nasty. It is, yeah. Before it gets to the point where it's completely done, oof. Now, There's a lot of processing yeah. involved. Do you remember when who <coughs> brought moonshine back from college? Yeah. yeah. And we had it. All I remember was we had a, a gallon of fruit punch. Yeah. And we poured a little bit out and we put moonshine in. Yeah. And Whoa. I don't think we drank like it was more too, than a quarter of it. Nasty, and man. it was just horrible and we got so drunk off it. Yeah. I remember we were driving his car ben and we took girl. it and we just slid it on the ground as we were driving <laughs> and just watching it just slide down the street going, kaboom. It was just like good riddance, man. Good Holy thing none of crap. us smoked or else that shit would have been on fire. Man. Oh, that was Which unbelievable, me, man. Straight up poison, man. Yeah. Ladies and Germans remember doing shot, flaming shots of 151. That was a thing back then. Never yep. did that. Dude, we did. Did what? Did I? We were at Chi Chi's. We were at Chi Chi's, and Kirschbaum was with us. And I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to drink the flaming shot through a straw. Oh, yeah. And it caught on fire. <laughs> it's melting all over the. Oh, my God. That's dangerous, too, because you're, you're in Hampton. Yeah, stupid hot, that kids. Hot air. No, yeah, it was stupid. But the. Um, we should do for the summer party. Uh huh. Now, if you go to a liquor store, you can look on the shelf and you can find moonshine. And the entire it's mason like a mason jar, jar and it has be fruit filled in it. with yeah cherries, cherries or, or pineapples whatever. or apples whatever yeah. Dingles. And if you go to Croxley's, oh no, Ben's hand it's possessed. It's like the Evil Dead. It's going to beat the shit out of him. Speaking I can't of get which, it up. Somebody speaking click. of which, get a hammer. Flash a flashlight behind it so we can do <laughs> so, shadow puppets. Ben's with his stupid Ben's, fingers. What's the it word? Of claw hand, shadow I, just, I hope it just shadow. falls off. Holy shit! I said I'd be shadow. so excited if it just fell off. No, if oh, it just now snapped. It hurts. Ah. Speaking of which, did you see? If you go to Croxley's okay. in Rockville Center, mm -hmm. behind the bar, they have giant jars of tequila, and in uh -huh. one, one is full of coconut, one is full of pineapple, yeah. one is full of they you know blackberries and all kinds of shit. Yeah. They're infusing it. Yeah, that's awesome. But I think we should get a, a jug of moonshine for your, for the summer party, uh -huh. and at the least everybody tries it, yeah. right? Or, or just try a piece of fruit out of it. I was just going to yeah. say, maybe we don't drink the moonshine, but we just all eat the fruit, and we we'll see what happens. It's like eating a worm. Right. Yeah. But um, did you guys see the new Doctor Strange movie? Yes. No, yes. I had to go see that. Okay, I don't you want to talk about it. it with no, Ben, life that goes, was COVID, man. Life goes by fast in the you world. You gotta keep up, Ben. Of life, I'm Mark going and Dana, Dana Mark. Going with my son James. You'd never invite us, bitch. No. You know, I wanted it's it funny. To, I wanted to do a spoiler discussion on it. You know what's funny? Ben does oh, you all can this do a spoiler shit. discussion. Uh, 
I just enjoy it for the special effects and I enjoy the character. But you could go to I don't care about the story. Uh, it's a, but it's there was a, a cameo that was film. really funny. Yeah. Okay, you maybe want, don't tell me about that. Okay, I won't. It that just reminded me of thing, his hand. So that's that what whole thing. Oh, okay. That whole thing people are complaining about. I fucking loved it. I did too. I thought it was fucking that awesome. That whole thing was awesome. A lot of people don't know who he is, don't right. know the movie, don't understand the whole thing, you know. And because people have been waiting for this, then they get it, and then what happens, happens. It just fucking makes me laugh so hard. It was hard. great. I thought it was a big... Because the story is very dark, too. Yeah. It's really dark. It's fucked up, actually. Yeah. And that was a, a really funny moment. But you had to kind of get the inside joke. Yeah. If you don't know who he is, you oh, don't know the character yeah. from the then movie. Then you can talk about it, because I, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, I me really too. I thought it was great. I was smiling from ear to ear. I went with Lisa. She had no clue. Because yeah. she doesn't know the movie or the actor. Right. And I'm trying to explain to her, well, he was in this. Oh, I gave her the greatest B-list movies ever because right. he's one of the kings of B-list shows, uh, horror movies, movies in Are general. Are you talking about that? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I, lo I love him. He's awesome. Oh, of course. Yeah. So what were you talking about? I was talking about the Illuminati. Oh, that. That was fucking hilarious. That made oh, me laugh so hard because, Dude, like I said, yeah. those people, people have been waiting for them. And then right. they come up. And then and they come up, and what happens? Yeah. And it's so freaking funny, man. I Dude, loved it. I thought it was. It but was I'll tell you really a quick funny. story. What? I decided I'm going, right? I'm going tomorrow to see Doctor Strange because I think it was opening day. And I'm off during the days, yeah. right? So I can get in. Like, I couldn't get into a late night showing because all the tickets are sold out. But I could get in during the day. So I said, I'm going to go during the day. I get my ticket. I leave my house. I'm driving. I realize I'm at the wrong fucking theater. <laughs> now I'm running out of time. Oh, I'm like, no. holy shit, why did I come here? So I, you know, head towards the right theater. I walk through the doors of the theater, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm in the wrong theater again. <laughs> and I go up to the guy. He's like, no, this is, you know, showcase or whatever. I'm like, fuck. So I jump in my car, and the other theater's like a couple of miles down the road. I'm like, I can't believe I went to two wrong theaters. Now I'm running out of time. I'm like, I might as well just refund my ticket and go to another show because I'm going to miss the movie. I get in the other place. The guy was behind the counter. I go, listen, I'm late. I'm already late for Doctor Strange. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. The 1230 showing? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, the previews are 20 minutes, so it's probably just starting just now if you want to try it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go in it, and sure enough, it's like two minutes into the movie. But I missed all the previews, which I like, especially hmm. for a big movie like this. Yeah, yeah. they had some good shit coming down the pike. Yeah. But anyway. But that opening sequence was total eye candy. I thought it was fucking gorgeous, man. I loved mm -hmm. watching that first, and I'm going to go back just to watch the full did opening sequence. Did you see sequence. it in 3D? I did not, no. We did. I saw it in IMAX. And, oh, wow, that must have been really good. It, it was amazing, but I, I want to see it in 3D. was pretty cool, yeah. Lisa doesn't really like it. Liked it. Holy shit, I can't talk today. What's today? with me? Then stop. Duh. Thanks. <laughs> uh, now, that's going to be his new tagline, then stop. Yeah, please. And yeah. no one cares. Then yeah. stop. Yeah. No one cares. And he's got all the taglines. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> He's got off. two disposable thumbs. Ben, Ben, our tagline to him is, fuck you. Yes. Or as Douche. Ben would say, who's got all the taglines? That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god. Another great <sighs> singer. We were talking about him, so I had to throw this on. Oh yeah. But I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. A Me lot too. of people I like to watch the reviews after the fact and see what other people thought of it. And people have all these complaints and shit. And I'm like, come on, man. Dude. There are reasons why what happened to the Illuminati happened. You know why? Because they're the smartest people, but they are not with their teams, okay? Any of their teams are known for working as a team and fighting as a team and combining their abilities, combining their powers. Yep. So alone, they're just kind of like a think tank. They're not a fighting force. So that's why what happened happened. But people were like, well, they were so underpowered. No, they're just not, they're just out of their element. Correct. And they underestimated the threat. But that's hubris. That's that's right. That's right. The smartest man. Bullshit. But that's it. In They're, the universe. Exactly. We're the smartest, so we <laughs> that know. Was, that was so good. I can't dude, wait to go see this again. Dude, that's an excellent point and well said. This is why maybe after Ben, Ben, is your ride here? Why don't you fucking leave so we can talk spoilers about this movie? Go ahead. I said no. Go ahead because I'm not going to understand them. <laughs> Because we're speaking English in incoherent text. No, because I really don't know the whole story. I oh. just go because of the eye candy. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. You're going to love oh, it. Oh, Wanda. I love Wanda. <clears throat> she's And she's fantastic. In she's a good, she's really, really good, good actress. Yeah, really Dude, good. The way she plays the mother. Yeah. And then the way she plays the Scarlet Witch. Holy yeah. shit. Complete really good. opposites, yet believable both ways. And now with this whole multiverse thing. Oh, dude, they opened up the big door for right. everybody. everybody. X-Men, everybody's coming in. You know, it's. I think it's but great. But now what can happen, happen, and it doesn't really mean anything. Because it's but a different universe. But now it's universe. the universe. Yes, there's multiverses. But so. it does suggest that those people exist in our universe. Because it's kind of a given that... If you're existing in one universe, you exist maybe in a different form in another universe. Multiverse. Right. Yes. Is that Marvel only? Yes. Well, DC isn't part of the Marvel multiverse. No, but they do have their own multiverse. They do have their idea that there are different realities. Hmm. So it's not their own concept. Right. But we're talking about Marvel's multiverse. Okay. Speaking of singers. Not the metaverse, Ben. You guys, this is Scorpions, but it's Don Dokken. That's Facebook. Meta. Don Dokken was singing on this album. What are you talking Klaus, about? I'm talking about the Scorpions yeah. Blackout, Blackout album. Blackout. Don Dokken sang backup, and oh. he sang certain parts because Klaus Mine had some throat issues. Oh. So whenever I hear some Dokken songs, I can hear the same register, the same the same tonality in his voice mm-hmm. and I'm like holy shit so then I, I make my own little joke that this is Dokken you know Klaus Mine Klaus that's mm-hmm. why I put him too Another very strong distinguished vocalist. voice you know I'm trying to look through the metal stuff what is that song which one of my students yeah. loves it and it's hold on let me see if I can find it I just am curious how how old or new this song now, is. All right, I'm going to hit Dokken real quick and listen to the, vo- the vocals. They're very similar. Especially when it goes to the chorus parts. You weave your spell 
How old is that? It says four years. It could be. It could be four years old. Yeah. What it's is actually it? pretty good. There's a lot of stuff that's come out that... Oh. Well, four years ago means when it was uploaded. Right. So I don't know how when... Let me look and see when this actually... There could be more info on there. It could tell you... Sometimes they'll tell you when the so, song was uh, published and all that fun stuff. Just the range. Oh, I remember playing this. Yeah. With, um... Fred. In the garage in Amico on Deer Park Avenue in Deer Park. Remember we used oh, to play yeah. this? He was a big docking fan. Yeah. Wasn't that George Lynch? <coughs> yes. yes. The guitarist? Yeah. Yeah, he played in a band with George Lynch. Did he? Mm-hmm. 2017, this album came out. Okay. And I'm, for those listening, I'm talking about the Scorpions album called Born to Touch Your Feelings. November feeling because one nothing more than likes feeling. and it's not a bad song I mean it's, it sounds very classic Scorpions and I feel like Klaus Mine still sings really well how about this voice do you remember who is that do you remember this person no we went to school with her we did let me see maybe within a year or two no, don't remember. <clears throat> I love this song, but you know who it is. You as have to give soon me a name later. Starts... Very distinctive voice. <clears throat> you'll guess as soon. I mean, I know you guys know, but you'll know as soon as he opens his mouth and he smells the cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, it's Lemmy. Yeah. Distinctive. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's great or terrible, but it's it's him. You know it's him. Oh, yeah. He made it work. Yeah. He made it work. And he became one of the biggest rock gods ever. Yeah. One of the biggest legends ever. Just like Ben's uh, Bon Scott Mm -hmm. slash Brian Johnson reference. And here's Bon Scott. You know See, there's it's him. no, yeah, there's no replacing Bon Scott. No, it's just different. That's I mean, all. ACDC got huge with Brian Johnson, but Bon Scott was like. I have one to say, I appreciate Bon Scott more now than I did when ACDC were in their heyday. Hey. Hey. Um, can I get a Molson, please? No, you're too ugly to be a fucking waitress. Maybe an ugly fucking waitress, but not a fucking waitress. Hey ben, this is what you gotta do. Get him down! When Mark's home alone, break in the back door. His dog is back bark. door. Because <laughs> Mark's probably doing something really bad to his dog. Can you catch him? Doing Peanut butter. Lick it all off. Peanut butter. On his meat, mm. peanut butter, lick it complete. Meat. He does it so his dog can't eat. Eat the shrimpy piece of meat. Ow! Don't ever suggest such a thing. Yeah, he doesn't eat the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Sparky, here's some Alpo. You know where you like it. <laughs> 
Wow. Because Louie is a little angel. Yeah. How about this band? Now tell me what you think of his voice. You know who this is? <clears throat> it is a breakout. This is, um... Yeah, I do know this. Oh. Can you believe this is Joe Elliott? Yeah. When we saw him opening up for Kiss, Steph Leppard, mm-hmm. his voice was total horse shit. Yeah. What's the name of this song? Wasted. Wasted. They were most of the time. Bringing on the heartbreak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That album? Yeah. What was that album with the with the truck on the on the cover? On through the night. On through the night. Fucking great album. Yeah, but then I don't know what happened after. Totally that. different band. Yeah, but that was because the other guitar player was gone because he had a bad drinking problem. Yeah. That also killed Steve Smith later on. That's a shame because he was the guy who wrote most of his songs. And then Phil Collins came in. Phil Collins. Yeah. Phil Collins. <laughs> I thought it was Colin. I thought it was Colin. 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 Yes. I don't know if you ever saw the episode of um, Porn Stars where someone brought in his guitar. And he Who's was uh, Phil. Oh, oh yeah, That's yeah. What we're talking about. Holy Dude, crap, then. Follow along. Tell, I was stay with the story. Stay with the podcast, something. please. Stay Dude, with the I was podcast. Looking something up on my uh-huh. phone. All right. I think my Good, wife texted yeah. me mm. to bring back milk and eggs. Here, man. Here, man. Mm-hmm. Here's a treat. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, Dick. And they call in Phil to come in. He goes, Oh, yeah, this is one of my guitars. And he says, we were experimenting, and he was just throwing paint on it and all that stuff. And I think when they it had him there, they, they actually two prototypes. One of the prototypes, they yeah. had him sign it. Yeah. Phil Ho. Colin? Cool. Colin? Cooler? I love hearing the stories of uh, Def Leppard with the, um, the Pour Some Sugar On Me tour. Yeah. Where they had the big drum solo, and the vocalist uh, was, and the drummer stayed on stage. And underneath was what? Oh, I can't think of his name. We just said his name. Oh, how he he just skips up. He's like, and the vocalist was, uh, and then the drummer was, yeah, and finish the story. But then I'm, I'm telling the story that they stayed on top of the stage because underneath the stage was a whole so, little world where oh, they would I go and, and just relax. And they said it was like Sodom and Gomorrah down there. It was just... The drummer would do a drum solo and, and, and the and would the, And the vocalist the, would stay up on top with him. Yeah. And they would just hang out on stage and he'd do the drum solo Meanwhile, and do this stuff. The boys Meanwhile, underneath, it was just unbelievable, fans. man. There Things that were going on. They said it was shit. horrible. Yeah. How about, what do you guys Wait, think ben, of this? Why is it horrible? Because they all became divorced and everything like that because of all the debauchery that was going on. That's their problem. That's yeah. not Yeah, awful. That is a horrible okay. thing. They couldn't. And what do you oh. guys think of this guy? And I know this, whatever, but. We're talking about distinctive. I grew up on this record. Voices. Yeah, it's one of my favorite albums. Especially two guitar players in the band that complement mm-hmm. each other. Awesome. <laughs> But what do you think of Tyler's voice? It Great. is distinctive. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm just trying to come up with other singers that are... Yeah, no. I mean, Tyler is one of a kind as well. How about this one? Because they have two guys or three that sang in this band. Oh, actually all four of them did. Well, that's true. All four of them did. Because when they did... You're right, absolutely. When they did the solo albums, they all sang. Mm-hmm. But I was in the context of Kiss 3. Yeah. But what... I, I don't know enough about Kiss to say... I know uh, the drummer sang Beth, which yes. was a big hit. Yeah. I don't know what other songs he sang, but what did Ace Freely sing as a Kiss song? Um, I think he did. Did he ever do? I don't know. I'm not sure. He sang Rocket Man. That sound Elton John? He sang. He think he sang. <laughs> what? Is it fucking. No, maybe not. Oh! Pen found the magic pretzels. Okay. Rocket Ride. Rocket Ride. There you go. Was okay, so Man. this is Paul Stanley, hmm. and he's like the mainstay voice. And then you have our because friend. Another one of my favorite bands, Collective Soul. In their history, God. only two songs I can think of off the top of my head. There may be one more, but I think there's only two songs that were not sung by the main lead singer, Ed Rollins. They were both sung by the guitar player. I don't know his name. One is Dandy Life, and the one's I Don't Need Any More Friends. Man, we're back. What happened? I'm sorry. So, this is Gene Simmons, as we all know. Another distinctive voice. You know Paul Stanley's voice. You know his voice. I'm, I'm not going to play Beth. Because yeah, I mean, I he can't. sang God of Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gene did. Yep. And then a band that is notoriously famous for lead singers going through, like, diarrhea. Mm-hmm. This one. Ben always sings this. Way back in the day. Too much hero? No. I'll give you a hint. We heard him just before singing in a band that he wasn't in but joined later after the original singer left. He was the original singer in this particular band. Ace Freely sang Shock Me. That. What band is this? I heard this before. Is that Dio? That's Dio singing. Mm-hmm. What's the band? Not Rainbow, is it? Yes. Oh Good job, gosh. Ben. So now they go from Ryan James Dio <laughs> to, as you mentioned before, the next vocalist for a more poppy sound. Mm-hmm. But this guy had pipes. He still has pipes. Graham Bonnet. No, this is All Night Long. Oh. Graham Bonnet. Now the band changed. They're going more poppy. Dio left because he started doing more accessible stuff. He liked that Stargazer, Kill the King type stuff. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Yeah. And then we have the next guy. That sounds like an old Kiss song, actually. Then we have Jolyn Turner. Who's the drummer? Bobby Rondinelli. After this, Bobby Rondinelli. Mm. A local guy. 
But anyway, but this is what I'm saying. I mean, a band can change so much with the vocalist. I mean, I can play Van Halen with Sammy and Dave. And all right, let's do that, because I always enjoy listening to Dave. And Gary. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. I think we... We did did that. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I won't do that. But it's just to give you an idea. Yeah. You know, and vocalists coming up through the history of rock and metal. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of right, really ben, great singers. You should singers. know this one, Benji. But do you think it's the singer that changed it, or is it the direction that the band wanted to go in, and they hired the singer to perform that? Because that sounds like a huge, drastic change to just to say because of singer. It almost sounds like a direction that the band well, wanted to go in. That could be 100% legit, yeah. I would say mm-hmm. it depends on what the band wants to do. What if the singer quit or yeah. died? Then you have to replace them. So the next voice is going to change your band. You know who this is? Sounds a little bit like uh, Rob Halford. No? No. Nope. I mean, listen. Blade! This is Twisted Sister, a little yes. Blade? <clears throat> yes. Oh. I thought that's what it was. That's D. Another guy who's in his 60s and still mm-hmm. doing it. He just came out yep. with two albums, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. And that was the show that you were supposed to go too. to, but you didn't. That's right. Yeah. Because I don't like Dee Snyder. Dude, it was a good show. We had a good time. John, Ben, and I, a lot yeah. of fun. No, had a donut wall. I can't say I don't like him. I respect him. Not a big Twisted Sister fan, but, you know, they had their they had their time. You know, yeah. They had their fame. They were big for a while. I love hearing the story about they used to do um, Leader of the Pack. Yeah, and that was like oh a God. big hit for them. That was horrible. And then they went to release it, but Motley Crue uh, released like Smoking in the Boys Room and uh, some other bands did something like that. And they were just like, oh, Twisted Sisters following the bandwagon. It was just like, hey, idiots, if you ever came to our show, you know, we've done this for years. And it was just bad timing. And then, you know. Well, when the first Van Halen album came out, they. This is Swords and Tequila. Nope. Try again. It's not. This is not the same song you played the other week. Nope. Damn it. Editing this out. <laughs> LA Guns? Mark said this song was Swords and Tequila. Mark yeah. said this song was Swords and Tequila. There you go. Oh, this is going to be a new <laughs> segment of our show. Instead of Stump the Trump, it'll be... Do you know this fucking song? <laughs> <laughs> Name that tune. Name that disease. Oh, dude, we should do that, like, too. Ben you like busting my chops? used to play some of the songs from my band and see if I could recognize them. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> ben, you should name symptoms and guess the disease. Are we going to talk about my... Prakashi? Whatever. What do I have? Prakashi. Prakashi. Oh my God! Your pro pee my, my pro pee How about this band? And again, my the pro, singer pro isn't Krisha? the best in the world, but you know Do his you voice. Know what? That um, I love to listen to Liquid Metal when they do Into the Trivia Pit. Have you ever uh, heard that? No. No. It's a game show where they just have guys calling randomly, and they go through three rounds. One is the riffs. You got to name that riff. One you have to name the lyrics. Oh wow! To a song. And then there's another category. This is like three rounds, and then you win a bunch of prizes or whatever. Oh, that's if cool. you can guess all of these riffs, 
names of the songs and then random questions about heavy metal. Mm -hmm. It's really fun because <laughs> the way they do it with the sound effects and everything like that, it's a, a super fun show to listen to. So I try to catch it when I can. But that's kind of like what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we can we can definitely try Absolutely. to stump each other. But that's, yeah, we should do that. Everybody pick a song and see who guesses it and guesses it first wins nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because think about it. Like when we played the Alcatraz song, right? Ben's yeah. like, wow, that's going back a ways. Yeah, because we all have similar histories with that kind of music. Exactly. And that we may be able to stump each other, you know, mm -hmm. if we go back far enough with stuff that only we listen to, you know? Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, current shit, Ben wins because I have no fucking clue. None. Hmm. I just, you know, my daughter listens to a lot of rap stuff, so mm -hmm. I, I'm up <clears throat> with some of that stuff. We were talking about Black Sabbath and the groove. Like this song, the groove, the riff. And you know this one, we played mm -hmm. this song. Simple riff, but dude, it's so heavy and it carries so well. Was it a super knot? Yes. Everybody's like, uh, uh, uh. you can smell the weed in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and the bass that slide. <laughs> And listen to the drums. He's playing little fills on the snare. And I think for a while, Ozzy was an underrated vocalist. And I think Ozzy's phenomenal as a vocalist. Mm -hmm. Even now, at his advanced age. Yeah. Yeah, but you talk about distinctive voice. You know it's Ozzy. Oh, yeah. I think he has one of the best voices in metal, too. And I think he writes great melodies, honestly. I think Bob Daisley wrote a lot of great melodies. Bob, Bob, Randy Rhodes, the guys in Sabbath, people he was with in his bands, he would hum a melody and Randy Rhodes would put it into play. Bob Daisley wrote a lot of the lyrics from the Blizzard of Oz and Diary of the Madman and stuff. He doesn't get as much credit as he should. He's but did he write the melodies too? They all wrote them together. And that was the whole lawsuit Leak here's like Bob Daisley didn't get the royalties they should have gotten. Randy Rhodes had died, so he's not going to put up a fight. Mm -hmm. So they had uh, the bass player from Metallica re record Blizzard of Oz. And who played drums? I don't know. Somebody else did. From but, Blizzard of Oz? Yeah, they re recorded the drums and bass tracks. I don't know. And they re released it so those guys didn't get any. Credits from it. But. Oh, wow. Sharon Osborne. Wow. Now, this is a good version of a song where Ozzy's voice just. Yeah. One of the first Black Sabbath songs I learned how to play.
no auto-tune back then either. Nope. No. Awesome. Anyway, anybody I missed, Ben? Anybody in that genre that you think is... <clears throat> Mercury. Not really sort of rock. Well, that's I mean, I'm rock, heavy metal. But, I mean, he's got one of the most distinctive voices ever in any music, so... Hmm. No. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, let me go through my little categories in my brain. Hmm. Little. Hmm. And he does mean little. Brain or hmm. category? Okay, we can also yeah, no, I can't think of anybody go else down the rabbit hole of freaking 80s punk rock bands, too. You get Johnny Rotten's voice. I mean, 70s, 80s. Yeah. That's a distinctive but not very good voice. Then you can also get some hair metal bands like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Rat. Stephen Piercy's voice. You know it. You may mm -hmm. not like it, but you definitely know and you got Axl Vince, Rose, Vince the whole, Neil, the all whole those band, guys. Mm -hmm. the whole band. Rat had a unique sound, mm. <clears throat> especially with the second album too. Go back and listen to. It. Did you? Hmm, much no. statement? Mm -mm. Like, I don't like know the second one? album. <clears throat> so go back and listen to it. This go one? back for more. Yeah. This is off the Rat album, not yeah. the uh, EP. Not the second one. The EP was awesome. The EP was awesome, That yeah. was my favorite album of theirs. It was just straight ahead, no bullshit. They had some good groovy stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. That was the Juan Crochet. Crochet. Well, yeah, Juan. Juan Crochet. Ben read his name. Ron. Ron? Oh, my God. But, again, this is when we were growing up. Yeah. This shit was there. I really like <clears throat> Poison's three albums. The EP, the debut, and the, and the next, I forget what the second I'll one was find called. Out the next one, hold on. And he also had like the drums. If you listen to the drums, they were almost like an early electronic sound. Invasion drum of kit. privacy. Invasion of your privacy. Yeah. Yeah. But those were such big sounding drums. You know? Yeah. Bobby Blotzer. Bobby Blotzer, yeah. <laughs> Bobby the Blotz Blotzer. It sounds like he just shat himself. The Blotz. Oh, man, he left Blotz all over the throne. <laughs> oh. Robin Robin was the Crosby. other guitar player. Yeah, he was, Robin Crosby. He was the guy who was banging Tony Katane. <clears throat> oh. Really? Yeah. Who died of AIDS? He did. He did. Yep. It's sad because you know how you were talking about how bands don't give up on band members? He was really in bad shape. He was addicted to heroin. He was sick. They tried to get him to play. He couldn't physically do it, so that was the end of him. I mean, there comes a point where he can only go so far. Yeah, you know? he can only do so much. Uh, yeah. Sad. They did, like, a behind-the-scenes, Where Are They Now, with Rat. Oh, yeah? And um, <clears throat> one of the guys was like, well, what are you doing now? And he has, a, like, a five-gallon uh, jug of paint. And he's standing outside one of those billboards. You see that billboard? By the end of today, that's no, going to be all that white. that wasn't a guy in Rat. That was from the... Are you sure? Quiet Riot Civilization. The, the fall no. of Western Civilization. A guitar player from some band. 
and oh, I thought it was rat. No, no, and they Ooh. tanked, and that was it. And he was painting billboards. No, I could have sworn it was. You rat. should definitely watch that movie. It's very interesting yeah, because it, very it gives you a glimpse of the culture in that scene during that time. Yeah, and how the bars were so big in the development of the music and the bands. Like I you, believe it was the decline of Western the civilization. The decline and fall of Western yeah, the, civilization, that's it. Yeah, instead of the rise and fall, it was the decline and fall. Yep. Lay it down. How about this Lay band? And I know you guys know this one. Oh, hell yeah. Except Midnight Mover. And the singer's name, Mark? Udo Dirk Schneider. There you go. Hey, Udo Dick Slider. <laughs> Udo man. Udo. <laughs> At first, with Balls to the Wall, when that came out, it was big on MTV because yeah, it's this big, balls. giant fucking wrecking ball smashing shit and this little Nazi singing the song. <laughs> but he, it was like, what is this guy? A cross between Brian Johnson and the guy in Cinderella? No fall. Oh, the decline Just of Western civilization. Just the decline civilization. of Western civilization. Who's the singer? Tom Kiefer? Tom Kiefer, yeah. Yeah. So it's a blend of the two. Yeah. No, I Cinderella. Out there. Yeah, he is. He. Oh, it was so funny because... I loved Fred. He was a good drummer, and he had awesome hair. Oh, he's dead, he though, isn't he? Big fucking... Fred is dead? Curly hair, I think. Yeah, I so. think he died recently, too. But um, when I hear him, I hear... Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the singer of mm-hmm. Cinderella mixed together. I love the guitars. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Cinderella fan until they released that album. Oh, I can't yum, think yum, of yum. it. Guitars, tasty, <clears throat> yum, yum, yum. Good, very ah. good. Says you said like, I love the guitarist. Yum, yum, no, yum, No, I yum. said I love the guitars. In his tum, tum, tum. Oh, bad. Oh, Mark, you guys are Even if you go back to Lay It Down, that yeah. groove was very unique at the time. Mm-hmm. That was a good song. Yeah, I thought so too. And then we get into the 90s, and let me, let's do this real quick because... Because Dan's in control. Well, we're talking about vocalists. Or also, nobody's going to hear this part of the podcast. Okay, <laughs> this would be like whenever Ben gets another relapse of some debilitating disease or I break a bone, <laughs> and we need to fucking put something His out there. His name was Fred Corey? Yeah. I always like He's alive Fred? Then who died in the band? Fred's alive Oh The guitarist guitarist died Yes I still remember that video Where he's standing there Playing something And he stopped He's pissed He has his hands on his guitar Like Dick You know (laughs) Right? The two twin girls come in To the recording studio Or some shit No I don't remember that yeah, it starts off they're recording a song and they're in the middle of it. Oh, that didn't work. The producer tells them that it didn't work and they're all bad. So they have to play the song again. Then they play it again, the video starts. Oh. But I always loved his voice and, I, and Jerry Cantrell's voice too, the way they harmonized. Awesome. Yeah, really great harmonies. And then we got this guy. I'm trying to pick a good song that represents his. This is, and I loved him. He was awesome. Oh yeah, Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. 
One of the greatest <clears throat> heavy albums I think probably ever oh, recorded. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I love this record so much. There's not a clunker on this one either. No, there really isn't. But he can go from singing like this to that rage scream mm -hmm. and come back down again, all in the same song. He had such a powerful, powerful voice. Yeah, I liked him with Eddie Vedder. What was it Temple of the Dog? Yeah. yeah. When they did the album together? And that was he, good. As Under he got strike, older, that's mm -hmm. it. And he started Audio Slave, which I thought was a really another really good heavy band. Mm-hmm. But then he started doing all kinds of covers and, and collaborations with people, and he, he really branched out into different genres, Yeah, bringing that awesome voice and just adapting it to different music. It was pretty cool. He, he worked with Timberland, or Timberland, or however you say his name. And he that song, Scream. Yes, say it as wide as you possibly can. Timberland. He worked with Timberland. Timberland. <laughs> That's where we go on vacation every year. Me, the wife, the kids, and the dog. Timberland, yo, Timberland. bitch. That's it. That's how you say it. <laughs> Timberland, bitch. It's Timberland. Yeah, again, another great, great voice that's no longer with us. I mean, we can go on for ages doing this shit, so let's no, not. No, we can't. I know. <laughs> let's not. You've been listening to the Jingle <laughs> Podcast. Episode 31 is in the books. This far. We love that you've joined us for the ride. You'll never hear from us again. <laughs> we love you all. You'll never hear from Ben because he's quitting again. Again. He just threw his headphones and his mic down. We will be back. Someday. Someday. Maybe. Someday, one day. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> wow, what a long hiatus that was. As the spirit legend of the sky <laughs> ascends upon the of the sky. The drinking with Dan Ben. What's that song? Ascend to the heavens. Eagles in the sky. So something in the sky. Spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. Demon in the sky. I was trying to do something. Okay, go ahead. What were you trying to do? Go ahead. The Drinking with Friends podcast with Dan, Ben, and Mark ascends into the heavens along the staircase, never to be heard again, sealed from the earth forever. <laughs> and ever. Until the awakening. Indominus Patsis. Tortuga. The God podcast. Yeah, you remember when, when Billy me remember so Metal did that shit? Video where they like turned into balls of light and then like went up into the heavens. Mm -hmm. It was really sad. Aww. <laughs> and now they're back or some shit. They were born again. That's shit, right? Uh -huh. Like if you can do something besides, let's say, the yeah, yeah, we, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if we can do Gregorian chanting, here we go behind the scenes. And there's Mark, looking quite handsome. Thank you very much. And there's Ben, looking right at you. Handsome as always, yeah. Ben Eye Candy Sandoval. Mm. Who's the handsome seven footer? <laughs> that <That'd> be me. <laughs> Oh my God! This is definitely getting posted. Look at that! Please, too. Faces that everyone can love. Put put the camera on me. Do you notice like how far back my fucking hair starts these days? It's because you're wearing headphones. 
It's like all the way the fuck up here, though. Dude, that picture you took with that filter that makes everybody bald. Yeah. I thought you actually cut your hair off. <laughs> and you look good. You really, you have a baby face. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we have to burn these shorts for one episode. Oh, Ben, can you stand up and show everyone? Oh, are you finally going to stop wearing those fucking things? No. No, don't stand on the chair, you big palooka. Uh, that chair's a piece of shit. Shorts, You're going to fall and get hurt, then sue me, and then we can't podcast for two weeks. So these are about 20-something years old. Nothing, like would, nothing would make me happier than if Ben slips <laughs> off the chair <laughs> and dies. And the last thing we see is his head on the ground with a, an increasing puddle of blood. <laughs> and he pooped himself too. Out from his head. And then Nico blood comes and, and urine. on me. <laughs> Isn't that, that your theme song? So blood and urine. <laughs> you had me up. Ben, go see the blood and semen. When are you going to do that? I'm going to probably see it this weekend. I think Sunday. This weekend. Today's Tuesday, bro. Uh, I have to teach tomorrow. Thursday, we'll I'm to do something, and then Friday, I have the show, and then <laughs> Saturday, um, we'll Vicky's off, so we're going to hang out, and then is, Sunday. Why is life moving so too. slow these days? When Dr. Strange I don't know, just got really up. busy. Life moves really slow in Ben's world these days. Ben's really slow in all worlds, in uh, all multiverses. You have a four-week <laughs> teaching course. Ben Ben Sandoval in the multiverse of sadness. <laughs> I hate the multiverse everyone. of sadness. Mm, it's ben. oh, That's Ben's, Ben's life. Ben hates everyone. Well, as long as just we consider you and me, everyone <laughs> he hates us. Ben's penis. Every multiverse of sadness. In the shrimpy verse. <laughs> well, you got to bring him in to just... In the teeny verse, <laughs> in the minimalistic verse, <laughs> the micro the do more with less. The micro tunnel verse. <laughs> it's not the size of the boot. The boot. <laughs> it's not the size of the toes. It's nose in the Squidward. Squidward's nose. <laughs> so, did you think, Dan? Did you think America Chavez was hot? Yes. <laughs>